I thought I'd come this morning, and I'm not a morning person, and I thought, for sure, okay, you know what, you're going to just calm down, but on a day today, I just couldn't. I said, glory to his name, I'm thankful to be here, I'm thankful to be alive, and so I have to give him glory, and on a day that he resurrected, my God, we have to. So just thank him, glory to his name. I give honor, y'all may be seated, I give honor to my bishop. Glory. I give honor to my husband. I thank him for his support. I thank him for waking up this morning and being here as well. And I thank all the deacon and deaconess and the ministers. I thank you all for being here this morning and for those that came out to just to be here, not just for me, but to give God praise and glory. And I thank the congregation as well for who is here as well to just recognize our Lord and Savior. The scripture this morning will be coming from Matthew 28, verse 6. Again, that's Matthew 28, verse 6, if you will please stand. And it says, He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Amen. You may be seated. My message this morning pretty much is the same as the, the program, He Has Risen. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus strolled into Jerusalem and was welcomed by the people of the city. Palm branches were laid down as he came into the city. He was welcomed welcome like a king, but it was short-lived. Within a week, Jesus was arrested for a crime he didn't commit and facing trial. He was found guilty of claiming to be a king. He was beaten, flogged, ridiculed, laughed at, and spit on. He was nailed to the cross in between two thieves. For hours, Jesus hung in agony on the cross, and then he died. After his death, Joseph, a rich man for Arimathias, got permission from Pilate to take Jesus' body down from the cross. Joseph wrapped it in linen cloth and placed the body in the tomb. He then rolled a large stone across the entrance. The next day, the leading priests and the Pharisees got to thinking about what Jesus had said because he said that on the third day he would be raised. So they went and had a talk with Pilate. Their talk was enough to convince him to place some guards at the tomb to prevent the followers of Jesus from stealing his body and proclaiming that he had risen from the dead. On the th third day, early Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. An angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. When the guards seen the angel, they, the, the Bible says they fell into a dead faint. They pretty much fell unconscious. I'm like, wow, these are soldiers, but yet they saw this angel and they just fell out. <laughs> but the angel told the women not to be afraid, but rather come see where Jesus' body had laid. Can you imagine the looks on their faces? Can you imagine how they must have felt that the angel was telling them, just an angel coming to them, telling them not to be afraid? Huh? Because <laughs> the body is gone. He is not here. He has risen. 
Now these women have to now go. I'm sure they're still kind of in shock like what they just witnessed. But now they have to go and tell these disciples what the angel told them. Or that the fact that they had now seen this angel who said that Jesus was not here, that he had risen. Can you imagine the look on their face? Just think about how you would, how you would look if someone came and told you something. Because you know the look when someone's telling you something that you find it kind of hard to believe. Like, he did what? Wait, 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 get to, wait, let me make sure I'm hearing you right. Are you for real? The angel told you his body's not there, it's gone. You have that look on your face where you know people are like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I got to go see this for myself. I got to see this for myself. There are some that's going to believe right away. They'll be like, you know, I believe you, I do believe that. But there are others who have to have the proof in order to believe. This news, I felt, was just too much sometimes for people to take in. And even today, this news of the resurrected Savior is too much for people to take in to comprehend, even today. The empty tomb and the resurrection of Jesus are still hot topics. People are still debating it, they're still discussing it, and they're still questioning, did this event really happen? There's a great deal of controversy even today. And may, many people, they're just still skeptical about if it really did happen. Even with all the proof of the empty tomb and with all the witnesses, the skeptics refuse to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And it's sad when people have to have, they have all the proof and they have all the facts, and yet they still refuse to accept the truth. They rather accept the lies. The lies. You see everything there, you know the truth, but yet you choose to just say, nah, I still don't want to accept that. For whatever reason, people choose not to accept the truth. On this day, there will be many children running around believing that on this day, this character called the Easter Bunny is the reason for celebrating this day. Children will be running around somewhere in some park trying to figure out, you know, how many colored eggs can they actually find instead of being in church learning about the resurrected Savior. I noticed that all the stores, when I was out there, I noticed that all the stores had nothing but, you name it, Easter bunny, chocolate bunny. They had pastel, pastel colored eggs. Like, everything was representing this Easter, this bunny. But I did not find anything out here that I seen that even indicated anything about it being the resurrected day of the Lord. Nothing. Nothing at all. What I did notice is that I had gone online and I found it very funny because even to this day, they still don't get it right. They showed where it was supposed to be an egg, but it was supposed to be in the shape of a tomb, so it looked like a rock pretty much. And when you open it up, Jesus is inside of it. I'm like, how can Jesus be inside of it if that was indicating that he was resurrected? He wouldn't. The kids will open up that egg and have nothing in it. I said, they're still not getting it right. But you're trying to put these things into these children's minds to think that, okay, once you open up this little egg, it's a treat in here and you're going to find Jesus. No, you won't be finding him in there. You won't. What I also find it amazing is that we have these honors. <laughs> Prior to even today, you get all dressed up. You see these children in the mall. They're all dressed up and everything so that they can stand in a line 
just to take a picture with this Easter bunny. I'm not saying that it's, it's all fun and it's cute and everything. Don't get me wrong, it's cute. But yet here we are, which we know this is a fictional character, but here we are still debating the truth, debating the certainty, debating the fact of a real person, the Son of God, Jesus Christ our Savior, who rose from the dead. Jesus is real. He's not fictional. He was crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. Yet when this truth is spoken, people want to dismiss it, run from it, or question it. Yet it's okay to believe in an Easter Bunny and other made-up characters, but oh, don't you let the truth be known about the resurrected Savior. This is one of the most significant events in history. The resurrection of Jesus is the most, it's significant. It represents and demonstrates the redemptive plan and purpose of God. It's the fulfillment of his promise. The resurrection confirmed his statement that he would be raised on the third day. The resurrection provides us with the unquestionable confidence of eternal life. The enemy wants people to focus on the foolish stuff like the Easter Bunny. The enemy doesn't want people in church celebrating the real meaning and significance of this day. Apart from Jesus' resurrection, we have no savior, no salvation, and no hope of eternal life. As Paul said, our faith would be useless. The gospel will be altogether powerless, and our sins will remain unforgiven. Without the resurrection, the belief in God's saving grace through Jesus is destroyed. Without the resurrection, there would be no church. Without the resurrection, there would be no joy of salvation. Without the resurrection, there would be no hope. And without the resurrection, there would be no victory. A life without Jesus Christ can only offer death, but the acceptance of Jesus as our risen savior gives us eternal life. Eternal death is not what God wants for us. He said for John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He provided a way of atonement through the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection. As believers, we know that Jesus became man, died for our sins, and rose on the third day. The grave could not hold him. He lives. He sits today at the right hand of the Father in heaven. The resurrection has so much available to us. One of the things because of the resurrection, the first thing that's available to us is a distinct identity. That's available to us. Sin's power is broken. We are no longer slaves to sin. Our existence and our existence and our life is renewed. The second thing is because of the resurrection, we have a distinct ideology that's available to us. We consider ourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Our mindset is renewed. And because of the resurrection, we have a distinct insight. That's what's available to us. We are no longer bound by sin and we give ourselves completely to God. We have a renewed enlightenment and wisdom. Jesus been raised from the dead, disconfirmed his identity as the son of God, 
It confirmed his work of atonement, redemption, and reconciliation and salvation. The resurrection is real. It's a fact. Jesus' physical body was raised from the dead, and that settles it. Therefore, I reject the stolen body theory, which suggests that the body of Jesus Christ was stolen and that the tomb was empty because the body had been hidden somewhere else by the disciples or some unknown individuals, and not because it was resurrected. According to the stolen body theory, the so-called reasons for the disciples stealing the body was that they wanted to bury Jesus himself. They believed that Jesus would soon return and they wanted his body in their possession. One of the other reasons that they stole it is their saying is moral deceit, to restore Jesus' good name after he was crucified as a criminal. And another so-called reason they said they stole it simply to fake his resurrection. Now, I said they went through all of that to crucify him. They went through all of that. But yet, when you realize, when they're saying, according to this theory, that the body was lost or stolen, it's like, okay, so if it was stolen, then why did they not put out an APB? Why was not an alert set out? Why was there no search party to say, go find this risen savior? You did all this to crucify him, and yet no one just thought anything about going to find this body, if indeed you're claiming that it was stolen. I also reject the lost body theory, which suggests that Jesus' tomb was empty because of some naturally occurring event. It said, not by resurrection, fraud, or theft. In Matthew 28, 2, it states that there was a great earthquake. So according to this theory, they're saying that when the earthquake happened, it kind of, you know, made the rocks split, so the ground opened up and all that good stuff. Jesus' body fell in it. <laughs> and because of the aftershock from this earthquake, closed back up with his body in it. That's what the lost body theory suggests. But I reject that. I reject the swoon theory, which suggests that Jesus didn't die on a cross, but he simply fell unconscious and was later revived in the tomb in the same human body. To add support to this theory, that's why this theory is saying that Joseph wanted to execute a quick burial because now they need to get him back so they can hurry up to revive him. Okay. And I reject the vision theory, which suggests that the sightings of people seeing Jesus in his risen state, which is visionary experiences, meaning something seen in a dream, a trance, or some religious ecstasy. A reflection on a messianic hope leading to an exaltated state of mind in which the risen Savior was presented in a visionary manner, concluding that Jesus had escaped the bondage of death. But I say, so regardless of all the theories and regardless of the skeptics, we can have the confidence because we know that we are fully persuaded that our Savior has rose. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So in closing, Good Friday might have looked like man got the best of Jesus, 
but the resurrection shows the great God's greatest. And in the words of Charlene Baskerville, look at God. God raised Jesus from the dead. Today is Resurrection Sunday. It's a day of expectation. It's a day of triumph for every individual. This is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. This day lets us know that there's life after death for us. On Friday, we heard what happened to Jesus. On Friday, he was whipped. On Friday, he was spit on. On Friday, he was mocked. On Friday, he was ridiculed. On Friday, he was nailed to the cross. On Friday, he hung on the cross. On Friday, he spoke his last seven words. On Friday, yes, he died. On Friday, we might have felt hopeless. On Friday, we might have felt devastated. On Friday, we might have felt horrified. On Friday, we might have felt abandoned. On Friday, we might have felt speechless because of his death. But the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. After three days, he rose. He left the hefty tomb as proof. So I'm glad that there was a happy ending to this story. Today, we celebrate the happy ending. Today, we celebrate hope. Today, we celebrate everlasting joy. Today, we celebrate forgiveness. Today, we celebrate the truth. Today, we celebrate life. Today, we celebrate the ultimate victory. Today, we celebrate the greatest event in history. Today, we celebrate the accomplishment of the redemption. Today, we celebrate the victory over death, hell, and the grave. Today, the third day, the tomb is empty. Today, he is risen. Today, he has been resurrected. Today, he is alive. Jesus paid it all. That's the truth of the redemption, of the resurrection. Now, our job is to go quickly and tell somebody, to go quickly and tell somebody that the Lord has risen. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice with me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Come on and give him a praise. Give him a praise. It's Resurrection Sunday. It's not just any regular Sunday. We come to give him praise. We come to shout glory to your name, Lord God. 